Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. The 2023 holiday season is around the corner, and this year promises more good cheer, or at least more good spending, than last year. But the higher inflation that will buoy sales is a double-edged sword that simultaneously threatens volume and must be considered when crafting marketing campaigns for the next four months. Consumer spending is projected to increase 4% to 6% this holiday season over 2022, but most shoppers won't want to spend it all in one place, a significant challenge given the near-universal price hikes across categories and segments. In response, a projected two-thirds of consumers will be on the lookout for sales and discounts and offers, which has become a contentious point between retailers and manufacturers, with the former lobbying for promotions and the latter divided about whether they are worth the sacrifice to their margins. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Chris Steiner, Advertising Agency Media Culture's Senior Executive of Account Services, shares how inflation will influence holiday shopping behavior and brainstorms strategies for successfully boosting consumer engagement and sales across channels. So for the past three years, inflation has obviously been rising, at times pretty sharply, and while consumer demand has remained unexpectedly steady in the face of wave after wave of price hikes, the positive elasticities manufacturers have enjoyed are beginning to slide. As consumers pull back on spending, Steiner says they'll look for more deals and they'll spread out their purchases over time so that their bank accounts don't take one big hit. He adds the result of this will be an earlier-than-ever start to the holiday shopping season. One of the biggest things that's going to impact the holiday season this year is uh, what's going on with inflation just about everywhere. I think last year, everybody was just excited to have what felt like kind of a normal holiday season, right? We, We kind of got robbed of those for a couple of years during the pandemic, you know, with people in isolation and, you know, supply chain issues, trying to find what you wanted or what you needed. And so last year, for a lot of people, it felt like, hey, we can finally come back to the table with our friends, our family, and have somewhat of a normal kind of holiday feel. And I think because of that, consumer spending, you know, followed a pattern that seemed to be pretty common prior to the pandemic. Um, I think, What we're seeing this year and what's been happening this year, obviously, with consumer spending um, and and just the patterns. And as we look towards the holidays this year, um, inflation is is so important and it's impacting everybody everywhere um, that the expectation from several things that I've been reading um, is that people are going to start spending even sooner, which they've already been doing. We've seen in the last five years, you know, the holiday um, spending calendar has continued to extend itself. It's no longer Black Friday to the day before Christmas. It's, you know, it's slowly but surely backed itself up into early November and to the beginning of October. And the expectation this year is that it's going to continue to, you know, pull back even more into early September. Um, You know, one 
one kind of leading factor into that is uh, is Amazon. You know, love it or hate it, Amazon and what they do makes an impact. You know, across you know a lot of consumer spending kind of habits and categories and. And they've clearly stated they're going to start their pre-holiday sales cycles earlier this year than they ever have before. So when they start doing that, that's going to be a trigger for all these other companies to start pulling things in sooner as well, because they're they're going to need to compete. So when Amazon, the biggest retailer, does that, everybody's going to follow suit. Otherwise, they're going to be kind of left behind and and miss their chance potentially at those early shoppers that are looking to come in. And, and start buying sooner because they need to kind of manage their budgets, right? Because of inflation, they can't just go out on one weekend and spend everything and buy everything they want to get for everybody. They're going to be more budget conscious. So they're going to spend some in September, some in October, some in November, in December. And so doing that, you know, they're going to be looking for bargains and, and sales the whole, whole way through that, but particularly at the beginning. Um, I think in the beginning, um, they're going to be looking for, you know, their biggest purchases, um, kind of get those out of the way, get those under their belt from a budgetary perspective. And they're going to be looking for sales for those big purchases. So having those sales early in the season are going to be key to gaining those customers. Um, and then the hope would be they'll be return customers. They'll come back later to buy other gifts throughout the season because they came to you first to buy that that big or that more precious or that more thoughtful gift that they knew they needed to get no matter what. Um, so I think that's kind of what we're all expecting. Um, again, we've seen this extension of the holiday shopping season, um, you know, happening for several years now, but I think this year it's just going to um, be another kind of jump, you know, into early fall. One way Steiner says brands and retailers can better engage with consumers over the longer holiday marketing season is through what he calls a drip campaign, which allows brands and retailers to remind consumers of their value proposition over time, but without overwhelming shoppers. A drip campaign, you know, um, kind of falls into that kind of multi-channel approach, you know, that we use and we recommend for everybody throughout the year, but especially during the holiday season and, uh, and particularly now that it's such an extended window that we're looking at. So, you know, using, um, and I'll just use one example, a programmatic media buy that we might place for somebody. In the beginning of that buy, there's gonna be a lot of prospecting. We're gonna be looking for new customers, new people that are interested in whatever that, that brand has to offer. And so we're gonna be going out and prospecting and finding those people. Um, and a lot of those people are going to show interest. They'll go to the website, they'll look around, but like most people, they won't necessarily purchase or commit right then and there. And so the, the drip campaign would then kind of fall in after that. And that same programmatic buy that brought them in through a prospecting, um, you know, tactic will then turn towards a retargeting tactic. So they will get retargeted those, you know, variety of different ads speaking to them at key moments along their customer journey throughout the holiday season for, you know, for, for this example. Um, and usually a programmatic campaign like that is going to be led with connected TV, you know, streaming TV, sitting on your couch, watching it on the big screen. That's where you're going to find people first in a prospecting environment. And really they're going to see you, you're going to see them on that screen and there's going to be brand value right there. You see somebody on TV, um, and all of a sudden they kind of stand 
above the pack a little bit versus all the plethora of ads that we get delivered to us on our mobile or on our computer. Um, so you're going to see that and you're going to remember it. And then as, um, as the drip campaign kind of takes hold and retargeting those uh, people who watched the spot on connected TV, um, they will then get those ads served to them in other places at lower costs because they won't necessarily be big screen TV um, placements all the time. And that's kind of where the drip comes in, right? And uh, the creative messaging um, at, at, throughout that process is key um, in making sure that it's relevant, like I said, to where they're at at that moment in their journey. According to Steiner, meeting consumers where they are this holiday season will require brands to develop campaigns that are well-rounded, play across media channels, and balance both high-impact placement with personalization. On the digital side of things, um, you really want to look at personalization, right? Um, like I mentioned, we get hit with a lot of different ads on the digital side of things. And if it's... Um, if it's not something that stands out, if it's not something that's speaking to us as an individual, um, there's a high there's a high degree of chance that it'll just go unnoticed or it'll be forgotten. So being very personal and intimate on the digital side of things is key. Um, I think, you know, at this point, we still see video of some sort still continuing to kind of lead the charge, right? And whether that means streaming video like we talked about with connected tv or traditional linear you know tv um i think those placements um you know need to be um thoughtful as well very very high impact very very efficient in terms of a, a cpm for example um but um you know kind of from the video perspective at least you know, looking at those big, high impactful spots on the linear side and then following up with really, really targeted connected TV videos placements uh, on the streaming side is kind of an ideal kind of one two punch for for video placements um, beyond video. Of course, you know, um, things like paid search, paid social, um, you know, need to be included in in all of the campaigns. And I think, um, you know, what's been on most people's minds going into this holiday season in terms of the social space, at least has been TikTok um, because obviously it's just continued to grow and grow and grow. And, um, you know, I think I read the other day, 50% of all TikTok users confirm that they've bought something after seeing it in the app. Um, so, you know, that's a very, very, you know, strong, strong message to see. Um, and I think what drives that mostly is that TikTok has a lot of live streaming content. And, uh, you know, we've known for a long time that live stream content, you know, gets watched longer than pre-recorded content. Um, I think about three times longer last time I checked. So people are really engaged in that content, not just for the sake of being entertained, but we see that they're clearly purchasing things in that process. And so, um, I think that's something that, you know, is is key for this holiday season. Um, their live stream e-commerce, you know, activity, um, you know, is projected to go up to, um, I think, about 30 billion this year. So it's going to be a very big piece of this is, is making sure you're in front of those people during those live streams um, to, to be a part of that process, because I think that is going to be you know, as prolific as, as something like video, like I mentioned, um, and making sure you're 
in front of that audience at the right time when they're engaged, giving them the right message um, so that you can catch them um, wherever you're at in the holiday cycle with your offer. Steiner adds that holiday campaigns that reward consumers who help spread the word about their products or brand will also engage shoppers more effectively, as will ones that tap into consumers' different cultural values during the holiday season. One that's kind of top of mind for me right now is is uh, Gen Z, of course, the younger demo, and even you know, kind of you know, young millennials. Um, for the holiday season, you know, there's one thing that we think about with that demo because we see it all throughout the year, and it's it's basically um, thinking about kind of word of mouth recommendations are almost like referrals, right? You find somebody in that demo who loves your product um, or your service or whatever you're offering, and they tell their friends. And we've been seeing this for decades, right? But we see it a lot with the Gen Z cohort. Um, and so from a holiday perspective, you know, making sure that there is some sort of formal referral program that they can use to either get something in return, um, whether it's a discount on their next purchase or, you know, some sort of um, added value to what they've already purchased, I think is key. Um, and I think when we think a little deeper about that younger, you know, demographic, um, it's very diverse. Um, you know, things like multicultural advertising start to seep in as well. And to make sure that you're not only in front of them with that kind of referral program to to fuel that word of mouth, you know, kind of recommendations, um, you want to be aware of who they are, where they're coming from, what is their holiday, you know, having a holiday diversity calendar in front of you as you're thinking of how to engage that demographic um, is key because, you know, around the holiday season, a lot of holiday traditions and a lot of different religions and faiths kind of collide, right? And so we want to make sure you, you're you aware of that um, for, for all ages, but again, in particular, the younger demographics um, so that you can um, kind of put your best foot forward with that. And, and again, thinking of it through kind of a multicultural lens um, makes, you know, probably the most sense because most advertisers are used to doing some sort of multicultural advertising. So just bring that very, very front and center <clears throat> during the holiday season. Consumers are not the only ones trying to save money. Companies, too, need to keep costs down to help protect their margins. And one way Steiner says that they can do that is by harnessing data analytics and AI to better understand consumer preferences and remain nimble if the budget changes unexpectedly. We've engaged with a couple of different vendors that um, when we fuel them with kind of the goals and the aspects that we're looking to introduce to certain campaigns and going back to our original conversation about kind of the drip campaign, um, they will then automatically generate content and ad for us that we can use very, very quickly and, and, you know, kind of right into the fold of the campaigns we're using. So we're able to be very nimble with creative changes and not just making the changes, but creating the creatives themselves, um, utilizing some of that technology. And it's, you know, very, very mild forms of AI, but not really led by AI necessarily. Um, but things like that have helped us maintain costs on the creative side, um, which, you know, in addition to keeping those costs down and letting us have these, these bigger, broader campaigns with a lot of creative offerings, 
um, it gives us, like I said, that flexibility because the more flexible we can be and more nimble of moving in and out of different creatives for different people, depending on where they're at, um, really just helps the campaign overall perform well also. So it's kind of been, um, you know, a silver lining to the problem. Selectively weaving in promotions as part of a broader marketing campaign can be an effective tool for scooping up fast sales. But many large CPG companies are pushing back against retailers and competitive pressure to offer heavy discounts or buy one, get one, because they fear a race to the bottom. When considering if promotions should be embraced or avoided, Steiner advises companies to think about their size, maturity, and immediate and long-term needs. He also notes that the holiday season is a bit more promo-heavy, but the deals offered in the last quarter of the calendar year won't necessarily impact the brand's image overall, the same way that promos at other times of the year might. How much to put into the here now versus how much to invest for the future. Um, we're constantly having conversations about our clients about that exact thing, and we build media plans that are uh, dynamic enough to uh, accomplish both of those things. The the kind of give and take there depends on the brand, like you said, and it depends on where they're at with the maturity of their brand. Um, a lot of startups that we work with are obviously in startup mode, so they're looking for fairly immediate kind of ROI. And so those, you know, those approaches are going to be almost, almost, you know, almost 100% um, in the here and now. And then at some point, they're going to start to graduate into, okay, now let's think about our brand a little bit more thoughtfully for next year. And so they all get there at a different time, depending on their vertical and what they're offering. Um, but, you know, thankfully, media is incredibly flexible, and there are so many choices. Um, and most of them have very, very um, specific, you know, they, they can really help that journey for the brand at very specific times. So we can, we can utilize, you know, again, things like linear TV or traditional radio or even podcasting for maybe down the road. And we can utilize things like paid search, paid social for the here and now, you know, programmatic kind of comes in across, you know, all, all aspects of the journey for the brand. Um, so yeah, there is a way to do it. Um, for just about everybody and uh, everybody that we talk to is is looking at that, you know, it's for the holiday season in particular, this is usually the moment if it's, if they're a holiday retailer that they've been building up for, right. They've been building up their brand for this moment. So, you know, all eyes are on returns right now as we get into the holiday season. And then after that, things kind of shift back to the more balanced approach of, you know, brand versus ROI, you know, to kind of gear up for the for the next season. Whatever marketing strategy brands deploy this holiday season, Steiner advises they always start with clear, consistent goals and know what they want each ad or promo to achieve. While he acknowledges that this may sound a bit basic, he adds that the fundamentals are foundational for a successful campaign. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week. 